Hi, I'm Mike Palin. And I'm Mary Palin. And we'd like to welcome you to our podcast, which we call... Mondays with Mike and Mary. You know, all weekend long, Mary and I think about our most recent R-squared coaching sessions and select just for you some highlights. Yeah, either a parade of techniques or an ask the experts that we think is going to help you in your business. And these come from the smartest... Most generous. And the best trained agents in North America. Just remember, because what happens on R squared stays, stays on, on R squared, it's confidential. So, so we don't use names. Now, if you'd like to find out how R squared coaching could help you in your business, go to floydwickman.com and you'll find the most affordable and the most effective coaching program on the planet. And now, here's Mondays, Mondays with, with Mike, Mike and, and Mary. Mary. A gracious good Monday morning to you. Ah, yes, and I get to begin today. With a parade of techniques? A parade of techniques, that's right. So we're going into Q4, the fourth semester, the fourth quarter of the year. How do you finish strong? Well, the conversation on a couple of my teams were about uh, staying in touch with people that you know and following up with old leads. And what better way to do it? than to send an oversized, full-color postcard. So we were talking about the virtues of that, right? The, be the best part about the postcard is that from the mailbox to the garbage can, they see your face, they see your name, your logo, and get your message. Did you know, and here's my parade of techniques, I am getting to it. Mm -hmm. You can send a full-color, full oversized postcard for 35 cents. Oh, that's cheaper than first class mail. It is. Isn't that amazing? And you don't have to worry about them opening in an envelope. And if you're a Kathleen Madigan fan, here's what she'd say. Wait a minute. <laughs> so you mean for 35 cents, I can give this document to you and you will deliver it into the mailbox of the person that I want to read it? That no. is really a good deal. So... Get yourself on that list. I love that. Oh, yeah. Well, I have a parade of techniques about morale and frustration. We've got uh, agent buyer-only agents who are frustrated because they're in multiple offer markets, and it's really hard to win a multiple offer auction these days. And as a buyer's agent, that can get very frustrating, especially for the buyers and for the agents. Yeah, that has to find them two or three houses before they get one. Is this a parade of techniques or an Ask the Experts? It's kind of a hybrid. Oh, it's, it's, all right. It's a one Ask the Experts solution. Okay. Piece of advice, which is a parade of techniques. Okay. All right? Because we all know the solution if you're a buyer's-only agent. You can't be market-proof if all you do is work with buyers. You right. just can't. So be the listing agent. That's the obvious answer. But here was a really cool idea. In every market, I don't care how hot it is, there's properties that have been on the market for a while, three, four months. Right. Why? They're overpriced. Right. There's properties that have been expired or withdrawn or canceled, and they're out of your buyer's price range. Let's say you got a $300,000 buyer. Okay. Go look for the $400,000 expired or canceled, or withdrawn, or one that's languishing on the market, overpriced at 400 and offer them 300 Okay. 
You won't have any competition. Well, that's true. <laughs> and you never know. Last week I had a question. This buyer called me and said, there's a brand new $490,000 listing on the market. Do you think they'd take 470? What are the odds they'll take 470? Well, the odds are zero if you just talk about it. Right. You got to look at it. Well, in the intervening week, guess what? They went and looked at it, made the offer at 470, and they took it. Oh, I love that story. So take advantage of the frustration with the sellers mm -hmm. to help with your frustrated buyers, and maybe that'll boost your morale a little bit. And you get both sides. I like it. I have an Ask the Experts question. Fantastic. And this is from a brand new participant in R Squared, mm. her second ever call. And I love this question. So her daughter is in her early 20s, and they're out shopping. And her daughter says, oh, I've had just a lovely time shopping looking at the back of your head. <laughs> in other words, here's the question. How do I stay connected and present in the moment rather than getting tied up on my phone, neglecting my relationships? My family hates my phone. Isn't that a great Ask the Experts question? And over the years, of course, we've had this occur many, many times, but there was some beautiful, brilliant advice this time. So I'm just going to rattle some of it off. First, Leave the phone in your car. Leave the phone in your car. You know, stop working. They're, they can wait. You don't do brain surgery. No one is going to die on the operating table if you go for an hour and a half without your phone. Floyd says hang it on the hook, right? Don't take it home with you. Got it. Didn't we just see a movie or something where yes. a crazy lady put it in the refrigerator? <laughs> I think so. So I don't know what that does to a phone. But, you know, we um, that, that period of time when we have family members with us, it's really not a very long period of time. Whether they're young, whether they're older like this gals, and, you know, how many hours are you going to spend together? So come on. Um, here's what I heard. Uh, we teach them that it's okay to be on your phone instead of paying attention to the people around you. So you can't, you don't want to be teaching that. I heard someone else say meal times are holy and no phones at the table. Uh, I heard someone else say block your calls, you know, just turn your phone off. Or, and have an outgoing message that says, I'm on an appointment. And her point was, if you were on a million-dollar listing appointment, would you be answering your phone? I heard someone else say, you need an affirmation. I control my phone. I control my phone. I control my phone. My phone does not control me. So I think it's about how we think. And most people don't get to their deathbed and say, gee, I should have taken more incoming calls. <laughs> it's really more about the relationships that they missed out on. So don't let that be you. There's a way to have both. But for sure, you need to be present in the moment. Fantastic. Well, I haven't asked the experts as well. Oh. And I've really been eager to share this with everybody. Oh, I can't wait to hear it. Because every once in a while, 
you run into a toxic client, somebody who just goes off the rails. No. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And this one has has escalated into an ethics complaint. Oh boy. That's coming down the pike, and they know about it. And so she took it to an attorney and said, here's what's happening. And the attorney said, don't worry about it. You're right. You're on solid ground. He's not. So don't worry about it. Besides which, the ethics committee has a six-month backlog. Whoa. That's how long it's going to take to get to this complaint. Yeah. Meanwhile, she's still worried. Mm. She says, how do I weather this storm? How do I get through the next six months with this hanging over my head? It's awful. Do you know what? I had the same question on one of my teams. Not about the six months, but this is my first lawsuit in 20 years. Someone's threatening. Oh, I can't wait to hear the advice that was given. Lots of good stuff. Mm -hmm. First, can you turn the tables? Can you countersue? Okay. For harassment, you know. Uh, Bless and release. Oh. Bless them and release. I like that. Focus on today. Put this problem in a box and put the box in a drawer, right? Yep. And leave it there until it's ready. But don't forget to document everything that's happened. Mm-hmm. Absolute ironclad document in a journal. Get yourself some perspective on this. Reframe it. Here's what else you do. You monitor social media. Protect your reputation. Because, you know, one person can go on social media and, you know, the cancel culture, the the uh, PC police out there. Okay. Be careful about that. Block his number. Uh, so you don't want it. Make sure you have a slush fund for attorney fees at all time. And then I, this was my absolute favorite. All right. Think like an insurance fraud investigator (laughs) and monitor their enjoyment of the home that they bought that they're now complaining about. Oh. Yeah, it's like seeing the guy who's suing the foot the team. Yeah. uh, Because he's in a wheelchair. Yeah. But he's really not. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Takes the neck brace off when (laughs) when no one's looking. (laughs) And get surreptitious photographs of him. Yes, Your Honor, here's... Here's them enjoying the home that they're complaining about. Yeah. And if you do all of those things, protect your reputation, document everything, bless and release, put it in a box, you get through this. You will weather this storm. Promise. I got one more thought on that. Please. I think it's about controlling your thinking as well. All of those are great action steps for external. Mm -hmm. And shoebox is internal. And that's a great technique. But what if you had this philosophy that these people have already messed with my life? A, I've been thinking about them for the last week, two weeks, three weeks already. They, I am, I refuse to give them space inside my head. Yeah. So I think this takes militant action. When they cross your mind, and it could be while you're, you know, mowing the lawn, while you're walking down the street, you say, nope, I refuse to think about this. I am not going to, ref-. and that is what shoebox is. Yeah. But that monitoring of that mental space, because that's your undoing. You can do all that other stuff right, but if you're going to worry, well, you're silly. 
Because worry does not accomplish anything. What is that statement? It's sort of like drinking poison, hoping the other guy dies. So do not allow yourself to worry. Were you ever fired from a job? No. I was. And I, somebody gave me this book called What Color Is Your Parachute? Oh, yeah. I remember, remember that? that book, yeah. And there's an exercise they ask you to do in there. Yeah. They suggest you do, which is, okay, make a list of the worst things that have ever happened to you. Okay. And getting fired is pretty bad thing. So sure. is this. And so I did. I made that list. And then it says, right next to the worst thing that ever happened, what happened immediately after in your life? And almost every time something wonderful happened right after something horrible. And you remember Floyd made this list. Things to worry. Ago. Things yeah. I'm worried about. 85 things he was worried about. Yeah. And he yeah. made the list and then put it in a drawer, took it out 90 days later, and 82 of them didn't happen. Right. <laughs> and the, the, the three that did weren't big deals. Worry is such a waste of time, yeah. of energy, of psychic space. And it's not positive. I mean, it'd be different if you were worrying about something that made you happy. It, it, it doesn't work that way. So cut it out, man. Yeah. I love it. So let's keep our morale up. Let's mm -hmm. not worry about things we can't control. That's right. Control the controllables. That's right. And we'll all go forward and be free. Yay. See you next week. <laughs>